Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. The 15 minutes of encouragement you need to start your day. Welcome. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the northwest corner of the People's Republic of Illinois. The Middle West of the United, Upper Middle West of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. And I propose a change in that, that we should, uh, should likely call it the divided states of America and to the Republic for which it used to stand. Two nations under God with liberty and justice for some. Those that are in power do not truly get justice as we would define justice here at It's a Religion because justice would be equally applied no matter what your status is, no matter what your station is. And we don't see that nowadays. We see a system of justice that protects the rich, protects the powerful, protects the people who are in authority, and those who are uh, normal everyday citizens get the shaft. I mean, there's no other place to go uh, when you see things, especially if you have a D by your name. Let me put it that way. If you have an R by your name and you're in public office, uh, you're not truly safe. They'll still come after you. You know, If you look at, at guys like Steve Bannon who got accused of similar things to uh, Democrats that served before him, and somehow he gets jail time out of it, and they get away scot-free. You know, nothing nothing to see here. And you see things like Hunter Biden's laptop and Joe Biden's, you know, and others in public office getting wealthy from their positions. And you see the injustice of that versus, well, I mean, there's plenty of Republicans getting rich from their positions, too. I'm sure Mitch McConnell's bank account doesn't look so bad. But anyway... We have to realize when we go into this life, even though we were created for a purpose, with a purpose, that uh, we are inherently evil. And until we find uh, a relationship with God and the conviction that that brings, the desire for good things, the desire for righteousness, the desire for holiness, um, we are just as capable of those things as others are. You know, treating people we know um, differently than people we don't know, you know, and, and that's part of what I think goes on here when you look at uh, what goes on, at, especially at our national government level, but I'm sure it's at most of the state levels and anywhere people are in authority. Um, and I think there's a lot of good people that start out desiring to serve others, really truly desiring to uh, go into that situation with a, um, you know, a desire to do, do good. But then uh, it ends up coming away, or over time, um, maybe even unbeknownst to the individual, uh, becomes a situation that, uh, in our view, it, it's a religion is untenable, because they they end up more about self gain and self preservation than um, really doing what's right for their constituents and so on and so forth. But let's go back for a minute. Um, you know, we started out again looking at creation. And one of our major tenets here at It's a Religion is God created everything. Probably from a biblical historical standpoint, not much more than about 6,000 years ago. 
Um, science cannot prove or disprove that in either way. They're going to tell you they can. They're going to tell you that they've proven the, the age of the earth is old. But they have done no such thing. You know why? Because you can't go observe it. You can't go past the four or 5,000 years of written history on this planet um, and tell what happened before that. You just can't. There's no, no way to do that. There's no way to go back and observe it. We can't time travel yet. But we do have an account. We have an account in the Word of God, God's Bible, uh, the Christian Bible. And in chapter 4 of Genesis, uh, going into chapter 5 of Genesis, we see this. We see a record. Um, when you get into the uh, fifth chapter especially, this is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them. And he blessed them and named them man when they were created. Named them man. There was a oneness there between Adam and Eve that I think as humans we've kind of lost. And when you look at our society today, uh, the evil of man is certainly prevalent. Uh, trying to push radical ideas about gender, about marriage, about uh, things that have... Uh, you know, when... Just things that are not right. They're not uh, objectively true. And yet people want to put their faith and trust and belief in them, just like evolution. But right here, Adam had lived 130 years. He fathered a son in his own likeness and after his image and named him Seth. So he doesn't even talk about Cain and Abel here. But this is talking about the line that eventually stretches forth to Abraham. And there's a record of it, right? A written record of it. And people will look at this and, oh, that's, you know, that can't be. Well, why not? They were there. There were eyewitnesses to all of this. Well, how would Moses know that when he wrote all this down? I don't know. I don't know what he had in tow um, to, to do that. But I encourage you to read the genealogies in chapter 5 of Genesis that talks about the creation of man um, and the lineage of of man through Seth. And, uh, you know, the whole purpose of the Bible, if you get down to brass tacks, is to talk about Jesus Christ and his coming. Um, the Old Testament builds up to it. The New Testament is all about what happened during it and after it and what it means to us as human beings. And in reality, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, I learned when we were down living down south for a time um, from a gentleman named Ken Ham at the Creation Museum. He talked a lot about the foundations of our faith and, and the uh, folks that are coming against God doing so in a way that tries to destroy those foundations. And what he meant by that was the foundation of a created universe, a created world, a created uh, earth and uh, God putting it here for us to live on and to subdue and to um, enjoy this life, but with a respect to him, with a fear of him, a proper understanding of who God is and uh, what he means to this life that we have um, and just how, um, how that should play out on a daily basis. You know, I was reading in Ephesians today, chapter 5, uh, how we need to redeem the time because the days are evil. Well, the days are evil because Adam sinned and fell into sin. 
And so um, from a starting point, the days are evil. We are evil as human beings. We have an inherent nature that desires evil and evil things. And in order to redeem that time, we need to put our faith and trust in Christ and what he did for us and to be open to the Holy Spirit's prompting, to the prompting of our conscience, the one, the, the thing that God gives us that helps us direct a path that would lead us in the right way. Now, it doesn't mean he's going to give you everything. It doesn't mean he's going to show you the right uh, decision every single time or give you a feeling about uh, everything. But it does mean that in an overall uh, way, God will direct your paths if you submit to his authority, if you submit to his um, His word and un the understanding his word and what he's called us to. Um, we believe that it's a religion that you will have a foundation to build your life upon, a true objective foundation to treat people. Uh, you know, the model that uh, I stumbled across the other day, I didn't realize I had a picture of it, but um, to use things and to treat people the right way and not to or to love and to love people um, and treat them the right way, not to um, love things and uh, to treat people cruddy, right? That's not what we're here for. And it's interesting when you contrast things sometimes because uh, Democrats or I believe evil politicians trying to implement the throes of communism, and socialist ideas want to use government as the standard to make things equitable, to um, somehow create an equal society for everyone, which is impossible because people are different. People have different gifts. People have different abilities. You're never going to have an equal outcome because people don't value things um, equally, right? We just don't. That's why uh, gold is more valuable than silver, right? It's because people are willing to pay more for gold, period. Uh, you know, if people don't understand that a lot of times that that people put value on things and there's an inherency to that right and so going back to the the basics you either value god and value the idea that he created everything and value the fact that because of that people have intrinsic value because they were created by god uh, in his image um, to bear his image right and to take dominion over this earth uh, versus putting value in the idea of evolution, which means it's just a free-for-all. There's no objective truth. There's no reason for anything. Um, there's no uh, reason to say that there isn't 600 genders. There's no reason to say two men or two women or two dogs shouldn't get married. There's no reason to, um, uh, you know, um, for a man to take care of his children. There's no reason for a woman to be faithful to her husband. There's no, you know... The list goes on and on, and there's no reason you shouldn't be a slothering drunk uh, every weekend, right? Um, it's a free-for-all, basically. And when uh, evolutionists come at you and, and try and give you some uh, reason that, that you need to follow some thing that they've concocted, right, that somehow we have these social means or social standards uh, that we need to follow, I just well, why, you know, what's your, your point in that, you know, if the, uh, fittest survive, the, the strongest survive, what's the point, you know, it's just, it's going to be what it is, so, anyway, I think I'm going to leave it at that today, 
uh, I would encourage you to to read the first few chapters of Genesis, maybe 1 through 11, and just get familiar with the story of creation, the story of how we got here. And it's really the only written record of that that we have. There's nothing else out there that talks about how we got here and, and gives some purpose to this whole thing. And when you look at the intricacies of life, whether it be the uh, plants and the earth itself and how uh, ecosystems interact with each other, whether it's the universe itself and how stars and planets move about, whether it's the human uh, body and the complexity that, that uh, it has. I, there's an irreducibleness to it. And you'll hear the term irreducible, irreducible complexity uh, which has been out there for a while now. And it's one that I think is inherently uh, showing the fact of creation, the fact that things were created whole and with purpose. Because you can't reduce the complexity and have it develop uh, by uh, these random mutations. It, you know, the whole idea of random mutations causing new things and things to develop over X amount of time is an absolute joke. I don't. You can have bazillions of years, and random mutations are not going to create anything. It's just going to destroy things. So, so those of you who put your faith in Christ, be encouraged. God created everything, and not that long ago. So, um, I hope that encourages you today. Lord God Almighty, thank you for this day, the day that you have made. Uh, looks like it's going to be a beautiful day here in the Upper Midwest. Um, I pray that you guide our steps today, that you help us to, um, to work hard, to get good things done today, and uh, to encourage others in their faith. And those that are without, Lord, to encourage them to explore, their, explore faith and to get to know you, to, um, to challenge them even in, in some ways. But um, I pray, too, that you help us reprove the works of darkness, especially starting with ourselves and those of us, uh, others who we know that put their faith and trust in you, and, um, and even those without. So we love you and praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for coming by, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Lord, for the small things like me and her on a poor swing, for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that He's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love.